welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the rebellious coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. So welcome to this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race. And I'm very pleased to have here with me Neela Prabhu from Homeopathic Harmony. Hopefully I've got that right. Um, And she's here to um, tell you all about kind of her journey from working in corporate to starting your own business. So you're the best person to tell us all about this, Neela. So do you want to tell us about your journey and what you do now? Hi, Lisa. Yeah, thank you. So it wasn't sort of traditional corporate that I came from I previously worked as a community pharmacist for almost 20 years um, and I was a sexual health lead for a lot of that time as well Um, so dishing out lots of tablets to lots of people it was a very very busy pharmacy and yeah at the start of my journey when I first qualified as a pharmacist I thought you know my mum was a pharmacist I thought okay this is good it's you know quote unquote a good career for women because you you know, they don't care if you're male or female, they'll just, they want a qualified pharmacist. And also the opportunity to work part-time, I did want to have children. So that was sort of in my mind when I sort of started. And I was actually really proud to be a pharmacist when I when I first qualified. What happened, as quite often happens with, with various different careers, is the reality wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. You know, so, but it took me a really, really long time far too long to realize that actually this is not working even when I went part-time after my my eldest was born um, so I've got two girls so the older one is 14 so when I went part-time after having her I didn't go back to full-time sort of afterwards I sort of I was very lucky that I was able to you know choose so I was only working about 20 hours a week and my one full day was a Friday so half eight till seven was the one full day you know, that I had every week and guaranteed I would come home and I would be apps. And and when I say exhausted, I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, just drained. There was nothing left. I, all I could do was, you know, put a frozen pizza in, in the oven, eat it and then collapse into bed or, you know, alcohol or chocolate or, you know, this sort of thing. Uh, Or I would cry, you know, burst into tears or, you know, just awful. And I thought, Again, it took me far too long to kind of realise, you know, I thought, oh, having a bad day, I'm having a bad week, having a bad month. And then it suddenly turned into, actually, this is not a good job. This is a bad career. And the thing that sort of, you know, light bulb or, you know, tube light moment, um, they were recruiting for pharmacists to work in GP practices. Okay. Um, so you had to put in a bid to NHS England, so Croydon Council, that's where I'm based. But I went along to sort of, you know, the open evening, if you like, and they had, you know, people to talk to and sort of explain what the role was about. And I walked out and it was like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do. You know, I'm going to not be just a checking robot and just dishing out tablets. I'm going to be actually sitting, talking to clients, really helping them, really using my clinical knowledge instead of just being you know, as I say, check, give out, check, give out. 
long story short, Croydon Council um, mucked up the bid, shall we say, insert swear word, um, because they just didn't have you know, the money. So I then thought, OK, that's fine. There's other boroughs, you know, there's Bromley, look at the neighbouring ones and all of this. And the more I looked into it, even if I was working full time and then obviously having to pay for childcare and all of that, I would have been at a loss. And not only at a loss, not seeing my children. Mm. And I'm like, right, well, this is a bit mad. So I went back to the drawing board and I thought, OK, so this is obviously not really a viable option for me at this time. And I thought, so I kind of felt like I was at a crossroads. I, I'd obviously realised that what I was doing in my day-to-day job wasn't, I wasn't happy. It wasn't making me happy. I, I didn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do. But equally, this other option was then sort of not what I wanted. So I was like, now what? It was a kind <laughs> of, okay, I didn't think I'd be here. So I thought, okay, just, I'm going to take my time, explore options. You know, I don't have to make any rash decisions. So I did explore, you know, a few options. I did a pros and cons list. And actually, it was my homeopath um, who sorted out my eldest girl's eczema uh, when she was baby. So I've been homeopathic patient for about 13 years. So both my patient, uh, so, so both my girls. And she said, oh, you could be a homeopath. And I was like, maybe, yeah. So I looked further into it. Um I did, it was a one-year postgraduate course because I already had a degree in the medical sciences. It was all online. So send off the kids to school and study like a demon, you know. Um, And at the beginning, I was working and studying. I sort Mm -hmm. of, you know, did that kind of half and half because, again, I was lucky that I was working part-time so I could afford to do that. And I didn't, I told one or two people at work, but I didn't, you know, make it public so when I handed my notice in, my manageress was kind of like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to to sort of say that. I thought you were going to go off and work in a GP practice, be a clinical pharmacist. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about that. But no, this is what I want to do. And she was like, can't you do both? And I said, I could do, but I don't want to. And similarly, had a very interesting conversation with my parents, who'd obviously <laughs> put me through university, very expensive, And it was kind of my, you know, when my dad was sort of like, oh, you know, yeah, that's good to do on the side, you know, and then, you know, you can drop the pharmacy when it picks up and this sort of thing. And I was like, no, that's not what I want to do, dad. And then his face kind of was a bit more serious and was asking me all the questions and, you know, obviously making sure that I was making the right decision. And they're now my biggest fans, you know, they, they will rave about me to everybody, but it, it was hard. It was, and a lot of people were sort of like, you know, thinking, oh, this is this is a kind of a 180 swing from, you know, very conventional medicine, you know, medical background to suddenly doing homeopathy, which is classified under the um, the CAM umbrella, so complementary and alternative medicine. So lots of people, it's one of my most commonly asked questions is why? Why did you go mm-hmm. from conventional medicine to, you know, homeopathy? And I said, well, because I wasn't happy in what I was doing. I wasn't really helping people. And that's the bit where that was what I went into pharmacy mm. was thinking, oh, I'm going to give people drugs and it's going to help them to get better, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not what happened at all. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really my journey. Um, but, yeah, it was it was scary. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it it sounds a really interesting journey. I suppose something kind of, when you were kind of back kind of being a pharmacist and you were saying kind of you had that crossroads, what was was the last straw? What was it that kind of pushed you over from the something in pharmacy to doing something else? Can you remember? Um, I don't think it was. I think, you know, what I described about coming home and feeling completely exhausted. When I'd gone for this, um, you know, open evening, for want of a better word, for, you know, working as a clinical pharmacist, it kind of opened my eyes. That, for me, was a light bulb moment of I don't want to do what I'm doing currently. I had assumed that because, you, you know, there are lots of different roles where you can be a pharmacist. You can be a pharmacist in hospital, in industry. You know, there's there's lots and lots of different roles um, that ph- that you would need a pharmacist for. Um, but what I hadn't anticipated was actually coming out of pharmacy completely. Mm. It helped me identify what I actually enjoyed, which was talking to people, actually helping them in a more holistic way. And I think, you know, just before... I've made that decision there was a lot of um, epiphanies that happened in my own life um, so I had both my girls are IVF and my second daughter I suffered really badly with postnatal I had like a two-year sort of journey with mm. that mental health journey um, and actually that also kind of spurred me to kind of go I want more from my life so really moving from pharmacy to you know, something more holistic mm. like homeopathy. Um, pharmacy was the only bit of my life that wasn't holistic. Everything else was. So it was kind of bringing that into alignment and really listening to what I wanted, which, yeah, as I say, is scary, but it is taking that leap of faith and going, okay, where where am I going to go with this? And, you know, it's not that I'd thrown away, you know, almost 20 years of being a pharmacist. That's all still in my head. Mm. Um, and equally, if I wanted to go back, there would be some, you know, training and whatever. And, you know, I, I could go back if I wanted to, but I don't want to. So, Yeah, very much sounds like you've made a kind of a, a more than just a job chain. It's a lifestyle change and that kind of with the, within the kind of the themes of kind of holistic, kind of the whole for your whole kind of your family. Yeah. It wasn't just for you. And it's um, very interesting what you said about when you told your parents and what your dad said, because I did an episode a little while ago about telling family and how hard that can be. I mean, looking back at that conversation, is there any advice that you could give to people when they're when they're telling their family with such a significant change? Yeah, I mean, I'm close to my parents. They live, you know, um, very close um, to me. They're only like two minutes up the road. And I had made... I wanted to be clear in my head. I didn't want to, for me, to involve them in that decision making. Um, And being a parent myself, I know where they're, you know, partially coming from, Mm. that they want me to be happy. They want me to be safe, secure, have enough money to, you know, put roof over my head, all these, you know, food to eat, all those basic things. So, and they're also, you know, both my parents were born in India. They've come here as immigrants and, you know, worked bloody hard to provide for for themselves and and for us obviously as children um so that more traditional role of you're going to be a doctor you're going to be a lawyer you're going to be a pharmacist or you know whatever interrupting that was quite jarring so I made sure that I said look I've got something to talk to you about no yeah 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 I said no it's serious can you both come and sit down in in the living room you know 
And so I told them this is the so I made sure that it wasn't just a kind of, you know, over lunch or, you know, when I'd popped around for five minutes and this is what I'm doing and buy and ran off. I wanted them on board with it. I wanted to explain why I wanted to say this is, you know, really go into it so that they understood what was happening. I came away thinking, I still don't think they get it, but I at least I had properly sat down and said, right, this is what I want to do because I'd already made that decision. Mm. So I know, you know some other people might want to involve their parents in that decision, but ultimately it's your life. They're not living it for you. And that's the bit where I'd rather regret what I have done than what I haven't, yeah. you know, that phrase. So... It's very interesting you say that because that's exactly kind of what I've recommended in kind of the podcast there is that it is your life and involve them if if they are, you know, past your normal kind of day-to-day things. Mm. But most of the time it's going to be informing them what you're doing, uh, but explaining it. And I love the way that you kind of actually sat them down. It's, it's an error that I made was I didn't sit down well enough, I think, with my family and explain what I was doing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good advice there. So thank you for that. And obviously now you're starting, you've got your own business and this podcast is all about people kind of escaping corporate or kind of any, any sort of kind of job and starting their own business. What do you enjoy most about being a business owner? Oh, so many things. Um, the fact that I'm, I'm the boss, I can give myself time off, you know, I'm very generous <laughs> like that. But it's, I think the word is flexibility, um, especially as, as a working parent, um, you know, if your child is ill or you want to go to their sports day or be there for them because, you know, they're children for a blink of an eye. You know, everyone tells you this when they're babies and you think, oh, really? The days are long, but the years are short. You know, I, you know, I can't quite get my head around that my eldest is 14 and in three years time, she's going to be learning to drive a car. And then in eight, you know, four years time, she's going to be going to Falaraki and making bad decisions. I'm like, what? My little tiny baby. Um, And that's the bit where, you know, for me, the flexibility, and it doesn't have to be children, it could be, you know, pursuing a hobby, it could be, you know, caring for an elderly relative, mm. whatever it is that you want to do, it's, it is giving you the opportunity to do that. I love meeting other business owners, I love um, learning in my business, obviously, I've never run a business before, so I had to start from scratch, and it was like, what do I do now? And being creative as well, there's been lots of opportunity to be creative, which, again, I hadn't really thought about. Um, but, yeah, if I want to go for a daytime movie by myself and, you know, I can because, you know, I choose my working hours. I choose, you know, all of that. So, yeah, it, you know, flexibility and freedom, I think, would would apply to, to any business owner, you know, if you're running your own business. Yeah. And as we know, kind of businesses, it is, there is an awful lot of kind of the good sides of things, but they can be challenging at times. So what do you find kind of the biggest challenge? Uh, For my business, it's explaining what I do. So 98% of people don't even know in this country, don't know what homeopathy is, let alone what it can do. So if I was to say, I'm a massage therapist, nobody would say, well, what's massage? And that's part of my challenge is explaining what I do And that's a whole different kettle of fish to then saying, okay, I think I understand that. Well, not really, but can you then help me with X, Y, Z condition? Um, So it's getting really good at explaining that message. And that has been tricky as time has gone on, Um, you know, finding that confidence, you know, networking for the first time 
or you know getting you know oh, I've got to get a website I've got to get business cards I've got ah you know all of those when you that for the first time or going on a podcast or doing live radio all of the things where I thought in my head I'm going ah this is really scary and way out of my comfort zone every time I've done it it's been oh that's not been so bad and then you repeat it and then you're like oh actually I can do this and so there is a little part of me that's kind of looking back at you know when I first started my business and that person and that person's looking back at me going wow you've just uploaded some videos to YouTube and you've done this and you've done this on Canva and podcasting and whoa and you're meddling around in the back of your website and I you know to to kind of acknowledge that that that's where I was and this is where I've come is yeah mad you know phenomenal but it's sort of you know realizing that I started off not knowing anything really about running my own business and now sort of you know what I'm doing now so yeah yeah, I mean, running your own business, kind of in corporate or wherever you kind of in company you're in, you've got your HR departments, you've got your office management department, you've got everything's kind of there for you, your marketing, your sales, and suddenly you are wearing, and I know everyone doesn't like this thing, but you're wearing all the hats. <laughs> and it, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. yeah, and it is sort of also differentiating working on your business and in yeah. your business. And that's the other part where you start to, or you know, certainly for me, start to realize there's only so many hours in the day, there's only so many hours you want mm-hmm. to work, figuring out the numbers in terms of what you want to charge, but also automating things. That's been a big, you know, help for me, you know, even something simple like a scheduler, you know, blows my mind how you can just send someone a link, they can compare it with their diary, and you don't have this email you know, ping pong, oh, can you do Thursday at three o'clock? Oh, no, I can't do that day. Can you do, you know, even something as simple as that was, you know, mind blowing for me. I was like, oh, my God, this is so much easier and it saves so much time. So automating a lot of my processes has freed up um, a lot more of my time. Um, Yeah, so. No, such a great scheduler. That was a game changer for me. I do. I use it now for everything, even just kind of coffee catch ups with people. Let's just yeah. save save the hassle. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah. So we've got kind of quite a lot of people kind of listen to this now. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you're kind of who the clients that you're looking at, who your ideal clients are and what you can do for them? Yeah. So currently, um, you know, my clients that I'm looking for are, you know, busy working parents you know similar to myself and I help them to optimize their family's health using homeopathy so it you know I have kind of acute things and chronic things so acute things I define as things you'd go to the pharmacy for you know so a fever sore throat um, cold sores mouth ulcer conjunctivitis so they can be painful but they're not really going to kill you Mm. um but it's just, you know, painful or uncomfortable for you, for you or your child. Um, so I have a blue kit which deals with that really effectively. And it actually um, costs what you save 71% versus buying those things from boots.com as well. So that's also a big bonus. And the other side is the chronic. So these are longer term conditions such as eczema, you know, chronic urinary tract infections, anxiety, menopause, the buzzword at the moment. Um and generally, people come to me for those chronic conditions um, as a last chance saloon. Mm-hmm. They've tried everything else and they're like, well, I might as well try homeopathy. Let's give it a go. And those are the sweeter wins. Those are the ones where I think, yes, 
you know, because I know that I can help them. And it's not just homeopathy that I use. Um, I'm looking at all sorts of alternative paradigms. I'm sending them book links, podcasts, links, um, dietary supplement recommendations. I check everything at it because it has to be all encompassing and, and holistic. Um, so, yeah, so those those would be my ideal clients, really. Um, but yeah, in terms of how to work with me, I do one-to-one work. Um, I've just launched um, three-month and six-month packages because um, you're, you know, I am all in, but I, I'm wanting to get that commitment from the mm-hmm. client as well, and they're better value than working just, you know, one hour here and one hour there. Um, I also have physical products and digital products which are on my website. So um, the digital products are all immediate downloads. So I've got a mental health ebook. Um, I've got one for business owners as well. <laughs> I've written a business skills ebook. So top 10 things of what to do. Yes, it's, you know, obviously more focused on a homeopath who's newly qualified because that was my journey mm-hmm. that I went on. But you could very easily apply that to, you know, to any um, business. Um, and yeah, the blue kit that I mentioned, I've got um, calendula cream, which is brilliant for insect bites, especially this time of year. Um, but soothing any skin condition, actually. So, yeah, there's a few things on there that people might want to go and check out. Yeah, we'll make sure you get kind of the link in the, the show notes if anyone is interested. Um, and one final question for you, which I'm going to be asking all kind of my the business owners that I kind of speak to. If you could time travel back to when you started your business, what's the one piece of advice you'd give yourself? So when I actually started my mm. business, not making the decision. Yeah, just when okay. you started it. So I would say ask for help sooner. That that would be my one mm-hmm. thing. Um, and also pay for help sooner as well. Even though I was like, I haven't got money, I think paying for the help sooner um, would have, yeah, would have, would have helped me. But yeah, you've made the right decision. That was the other thing I would say. Thank you ever so much for kind of coming on the podcast and telling us all about your journey. It's been brilliant. Um, so we're going to put your details in the show notes. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, they can. It was great to have Neela in the studio with me. And I'd like to kind of highlight a couple of bits kind of from our conversation. Firstly, it's okay if you start a career and it doesn't turn out to be what you expect it to be to change it. Um, Neela was kind of an ideal kind of candidate in this one in as much as she went and stood and went in the footsteps of her mother to become a pharmacist, expecting it to be kind of a lifetime career, but it didn't quite turn out that way. And it's that's okay. Um, she looked at it and she changed it. And then the other point I wanted to make was about Kanila's brilliant lesson in how to tell your family that you want to take make a significant change in your career. She sat them down. She explained it all to them. She understood. They may not have understood everything at that time, but then she gave them space to kind of get used to it. And now they're her biggest advocates. I think this is, this is a brilliant lesson and. It's something I think it would be really good, you know, if, if you are considering to change in your career that you take on board. So that's it for this week. Next week, we'll be carrying out another interview to give you some kind of more insight in leaving corporate and starting your own business. So I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Escape the Rat Race. 
hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom, purpose and fulfilment. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favourite platform. And if you have any questions, comments or feedback, feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.